Welcome back to Tuesday Night Masks and Arlothotep Call of Cthulhu. Pulp Cthulhu, sorry, not Call of Cthulhu, Pulp Cthulhu. Um, we're nearing the end of New York, sadly. Uh, and then we'll be taking a break. We're gonna, Jeff's going to be doing some Delta Green for us on a different night. And we're looking forward to that. We are talking about that before the game. Uh, play so ourselves. We're going to play ourselves. I was talking about that. I was like, how can I make Matt Jowett in Delta Green? And I could do it. I could do it. I'm going to be a garbage salesman. Uh <laughs> and a garbage human being no uh <laughs> so yeah we're gonna do that so we've got one two maybe one depending on how tonight goes session left in new york to be honest there's not a lot left here um so we'll we see. can do it in one can we oh yeah i can just uh, run in there depends if you handle it like you did last week then no then it will be two sessions you mean or like normal people <laughs> we should pull up spectaculars and get it done halfway through the night and then switch to delta green character creation <laughs> boom done that's true oh, yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. remember that <laughs> i don't really have anything else planned so i guess i'll just make characters and well yeah because you guys tpk'd we want to fight a kaiju we want to fight a kaiju that was in retrospect that was perhaps not the right decision to make in that campaign <laughs> i'm not sure when we were ever going to be ready to fight a kaiju anyways yeah, so yeah, i yeah. think that would have been inevitable yeah. for us if we had ryan in our party i think we probably would have had a better chance against the kaiju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that would have been okay yeah yeah cool uh so yeah let's do the round table we'll do our luck we'll do a recap and then um we'll get into it miss carlisle's we're all gonna be really tired the next morning for your meeting with uh eric carlisle uh I'm yeah yeah seamus is it <laughs> well Aaron, why don't you tell us about seamus okay so seamus rook is a uh he's a young man uh uh born in los angeles california got into some trouble there uh he's a cat burglar by trade and uh he's usually pretty good but uh got himself run out of la so he joined the army and went over uh to fight in world war one after he got out, he was hung out in uh, in England for a while, and that's where he met Jackson Elias. Came after that, moved to Chicago, uh, was getting ready to be run out of Chicago when he got the letter from Jackson saying, come to New York. So he came, uh, hooked up with this motley crew, and uh, fortunately had some business to attend to uh, last night and was unable to uh, go with him to Juju House. So uh, he he missed that interesting episode but he's back tonight <laughs> interesting episode that's a good way to put it oh juju house uh pat tell us about veronica west please veronica west is a powerful woman all of her life she has aspired towards power and now that she has it she wants more uh she is insatiable in her quest to uh climb social ladders and currently is in uh, the position of director of the uh, um, Museum of Natural History, which is a pretty sick gig that she got um, from her late husband, um, you know, through means, which we uh, have gone into previously, and uh, she does not state uh, on the record. <laughs> and um, she's, uh, she's out here to uh, steal kill and uh, in other, any other ways that she can uh, climb her way to the top. And she believes that one of the best ways to do this is to craft the Carlisle expedition case, as well as solve the murder of her uh, good friend, um, Jackson Elias. That's right. The good friends of Jackson Elias right here. 
Pat, before we continue, is your camera picking up? Uh, is it the mic using your camera? Oh. Which mic do you have set uh, as uh, active? I, I haven't plugged my snowball in. That's okay. why I'm coming in back. Oh, wait. Sorry. No. <laughs> there we I go. I had my mic plugged in. For all of our... We actually have podcast listeners. I was going to say for all of our podcast listeners, and you were going to laugh, but we actually do have people who listen to us on podcasts. So for those lovely people at home, we'll get the enhanced audio. Thanks to Science. Sorry about that. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> That's that, better. That is better. All right, Jeff, tell us about Louis Salvatore. Louis Salvatore is a early 50s private investigator from Queens, New York. Uh, he is a high-functioning alcoholic whose wife has left him for, uh, for reasons, and he has been uh, forced into some some kind of questionable uh, employment choices, including doing blackmail gigs for the Maranzano faction of the New York mafia and other things like that. Uh, he has recently uh, got an apartment above a, a bakery in Flushing, New York, and uh, has been uh, has been trying to to get his life not back in order because that's never going to happen, uh, but uh, at least enough money to like pay rent and things like that. He's uh, relatively decent fellow but uh just drinks all the time all the time <laughs> yeah 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 he does yeah he does uh ryan tell us thirsty. About evan you your name's still on there you didn't die last week tell us about ryan despite your so, best efforts uh, yeah you tried took no damage uh ryan is a beefcake occultist he's a massive man from Switzerland, who immigrated when he was younger, he met Jackson Elias in his early 20s and desperate for money. He went with him to the Amazon in his earliest expeditions, um, saw some stuff, but unlike the Peru crew, he has kind of kept his mental a little bit better. And he used that uh, experience to become a librarian where he has now studied the occult and other weird things now that he's kind of experienced it and he knows it exists in the world. And after what he saw last night, I'm sure he's going to try and do some more research. You took two damage. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm no, really not no damage. I took a look at your character. Really sheet, so I want to see, I want to see how many hit points you had. Cause you thought you could take on 30 plus cultists by yourself. I was working on it. 15 hit points. If the Tommy gun was working, this is well, like the max you can, him. this is remember, like the max you can get. What do you mean? Well, remember, remember the hit points on the character sheets are only half of what they actually are because mm. of the pulp rules. Right. So. Also, pulp. I have 30? Yes. Oh, I could have lived forever. Live forever. All right, all right. I, they had, they did have weapons that you didn't see. All right, let's do our luck. Speaking of luck, let's do our luck recovery. So everybody, roll your luck, please. Okay. Uh, if you roll What if I higher, tie it? Hmm. I, okay, I'm if it's equal extra. to or less, the hero uh, you do the one d ten plus five. If it's equal to or less, that's some bullshit. So if you roll higher than your current luck, one two d ten plus ten add it to your luck score. If you roll lower or equal to or less, one d ten plus five. Loaded now. Luck, luck, luck. Are you? Are you really? Yeah, All right, well, ninety nine. Uh, All right, I gotta find ways to. You want to give me some? Suck extra? that luck out of all of you. All right. <laughs> Louis at 87. He's going to live forever, man. Well, I've got that. I've got that. What that yeah, talent. That extra that gives one, me. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Lucky. So what happened last week? So Ryan tried to sneak out in the middle of the night to go to Juju house. He was unsuccessful. He didn't really try too hard, 
uh louis kind of like opened an eye and saw ryan getting his boots on kind of like walked into the coffee table there and woke him up questioned him a little bit everybody else kind of sprung up and they except for seamus seamus was off on business uh said they were going to accompany mr ryan to go check out juju house when he arrived on the scene you notice there were some men standing outside the alleyway no no first you went to the pot no first you saw the men in the alleyway uh more men i'd say what two or three sets of 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 men arrived and went down the alleyway towards juju house you took a closer look it looked like two of them were standing guard outside of juju house as well you decided to go around to the front street going through the old uh pawn shop and see if you could maybe get into juju house that way so you went in there you couldn't you could hear the sound of chanting and beating drums coming from underneath you uh while you were in there arguing on how to get in or how to break the wall down to surprise them uh the guards they they left they they went inside juju house and locked the door so all of you went in and followed and um <laughs> uh what happened after that so ryan found a trap door behind the counter snuck down this long stone stairwell got to the bottom cracked the door open and saw 30 something men uh dancing pounding on drums chanting you saw one man in a in a large um feathered robe he also had lion's paws on his hands and a strange headdress they're all wearing headdresses they're all the same headdress but they were of different qualities like i said some of them just had kind of pieces of felt hanging down looked like a tongue sticking out but the the, the one man the priest he had like a it looked like a mummified tongue hanging out of his headdress and there was two people tied up down there as well and the the priest carved that same symbol in their forehead that was carved into jackson elias's head uh, when he was killed by those cultists. Oh, and the murderer of Jackson Elias was there. That, yeah. That's what really yep. triggered all of you. You saw yeah, it was. one of Jackson Elias's murderers was present. So Ryan went down there. He saw these people getting cut. He threw the door open, backed up into the hallway, pulled out his wooden sword, and uh, challenged them to a fight. And everybody else st- stood back up top and were like, Are you crazy? <laughs> we covered them we shot you did you we, shot we, at so them. anyways i started blasting yeah so i started blasting <laughs> <laughs> so a fight broke out um uh, eventually gwen threw a kerosene lamp down the down the stairwell to the bottom which caught fire on a few of them and they kind of spilled back into that room oh back into the room that ryan looked in on where this this ritual or whatever it was was taking place uh, you could hear the sounds of like a strange creature and gurgling sounds happening in there and screaming from those people who were tied up, you assume. Uh, so eventually you got your out, yourselves out of there. You put a, a, a um, display case over top of the trap door and fled into the night. Uh, people had gathered because there was uh, machine gun fire. There was gunfire and yelling and shouting so crowds had started to gather outside of this building on the front street and the back street so there's some quick thinking of running in the crowd trying to use them as a distraction eventually louis just ran into the alleyway and started shooting so it started blasting there's fire blasting <laughs> which made the crowd disperse and the five of you because gwen was there last week uh no four of you seamus wasn't there four of you disappeared into the night with sirens blaring 
in the distance on their way to Juju House. So let's um let's pick up. Uh that was probably around 2:33, I think I said that you all kind of like this happened and you now ran into the night of New York City. What's everybody's doing? What's the plan here? I don't even know. West is going home. West so, is going uh, to fucking walk. So, uh, Seamus, after a night of cutting the rug, uh, he uh, found his way back to his West house and uh, let himself in and is currently sleeping in uh, one of the guest rooms. Okay. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so you're sleeping, and nobody's there. You're kind of like, you show up, you look around like, huh, where'd everybody go? <laughs> I like those wise guys, they're back. This is like that one guy from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Let's put on streets of New York for a second. Like I said, we're using Cyrusscape. Provide us with the official Masks of Nyarlathotep uh, sound set that they've created. And that's what the sounds are that you're hearing here tonight while we play. So we got Streets of New York playing. So, uh, so I think uh, Louis will, since he was he was firing the gun in the air while everyone else was trying to like act like they were just bystanders. I think he won't go back to to Veronica's place just because that seems dangerous, and we'll probably just go uh, go wander home eventually. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And is it all right if, with you, Matt, if I uh, roll a disguise roll before we come back? Before I come <laughs> sure. back, because I feel like coming back into Manhattan looking the way I do and not making myself look a little different might be a, uh, a bad thing to do. So everybody saw you, who was there. The oh, yeah, witnesses saw all of you. Hundred um, percent. Just so you're aware. There was... Oh, hundred percent. Which is why, which is why I definitely want to spend some time. That's one of the reasons I'm going. I'm going back to my own home. Because I am a private investigator, and I do yes. sometimes have to make myself uh, look a little different uh, right. in order to, to. So I was hoping I could roll a disguise roll before I went back to Veronica's sure. place the next day. You're gonna show up with a fake nose and put. He's gonna put a mustache, mustache on. That's it. I'm just yeah. gonna... So I I didn't I'll, roll disguise. I wasn't I wasn't being dis disguisey last night, but I I was wearing uncustomary garb and I was trying to dress down and as fashionable way as possible so I'm, i i was trying to maybe distance my appearance from you know my more public appearance like i wasn't wearing makeup and stuff okay but i don't think that constituted a disguise so i didn't mention it really okay all right so louis you spend the luck so you go back home you mm -hmm. pull out your old yeah disguise oh, yeah. kit that you've picked up i don't yeah. know the back of a pulp magazine or something i don't know <laughs> and something like that you got some uh, uh, gum, and you put on a, what a mustache, and what so else? so. What actually happens is Louis uh, takes a shower, uh, shaves, combs his hair, uh, puts on an ironed and and an actually very nice suit uh, that he probably wore back in the day. Uh, he uh, he takes a takes a moment to maybe use some some sort of makeup to clean up some of the bruises and cuts on his face. And when he shows up at Veronica's apartment the next day, he looks like a proper a proper gentleman because uh, oh, wow. normally he looks like a complete and utter like like someone just beat the crap out of him and left him yeah. to die in a gutter and so now he looks clean and and well cut his his, his hair is, is properly combed he's got a hat and everything and uh he's kind of like a dark suit that's uh that's actually iron for us and he smells of uh of of you know baked goods so lilacs <laughs> yeah all right wow so 
knock at the door and the next morning, do, 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 and every whoever answers is kind of shocked by Louis' appearance. Oh, so, one thing, one thing Seamus would do while he was alone <laughs> in the house, because he's alone in the house, is he would uh, he'd search for Mrs. West's safe, assuming that she's got to have one somewhere in the house. She does. <laughs> Doesn't have all of her money in it, but yeah, she's got a lot of money in her safe. Mm. So can I can I roll a spot hidden to see if I can yeah, find Mrs. West? Yeah, please do, please do. Oh, Please find it. Yes. Can this be oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, where, do, where, do, where is your safe hidden, Miss West? Well, I mean, you know, the the foolish thing to do would be to uh, have it in my uh, bedroom. It is uh, it is actually uh, behind a cabinet in uh, my lobby, believe it or not. Um, like, there's a secret wall behind a cabinet which is like rather easily moved but it looks super heavy you know there's it's like basically a really ornate like uh old wooden cabinet but like if you if you like toggle with it you'll know that there's nothing in it and it can just be moved rather easily and uh behind that there's a little uh crevice in the wall and uh there's uh underneath a uh fake panel which is you know very clearly a square with a, a little handle that you can pull out and you know it's just plaster and then on the inside, there's a nice metal safe. So Seamus will move that aside. He'll look at that safe and he'll go, I, I think I need a little bit of practice here. Just in case, if we're going to go see this Carlisle lady the next day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, hmm. Hmm. What? Yeah. Make make me a, um, a lockpick roll please a locksmith i should say which is like your best stat mm. i make it yeah you're able to crack that that open what's mm. what's inside veronica oh boy <laughs> you're asking me to bare my heart and soul well the right. uh, murder weapon for her <laughs> husband <laughs> oh, my, my husband fell down a set of stairs like three stories worth of just stairs. like that netflix show <laughs> and i was not the one to push him wink 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 and he definitely didn't have like quaaludes in him or something <laughs> anyway um so in my safe there's uh at least like uh honestly at least four four days worth of uh money so two hundred dollars um and uh you know probably some uh there there's like a little box with antique jewelry you'd believe that there's some sort of heirloom of the family that i don't like to wear publicly or even show that i have uh you know there's some weird stuff in there but it's mostly like you know just just old like italian artifacts and stuff um and uh i i think she would have um she would have a gun in her safe and it's uh not the kind of gun that she likes she she has a specific gun that you've you've seen her use um this is like a, an old american gun and um it has a little bit of blood on the hand, hilt of it uh or not the hilt the uh the, the, like, the, the muzzle of it mm. yeah the handle of it but it looks like it was being held at the time that the blood was uh, uh, sprayed on it. So Seamus looks around, takes out a piece of paper, note out, he goes, uh, Dear Miss West, you need a new safe too. Postscript, 
that's an interesting shooter you got. He puts the note in the safe, leaves the safe open, everything obviously open. Then he goes to bed. Oh, you'd probably see a couple other drugs that are used to cause people to go to sleep, too. <laughs> Jesus. Opium. Well, Ryan is not going to go there. He <laughs> is going to walk to his library, and he is going to go stitch up his face. Because you said he got, like, scratched or something, right? Like, he got Yeah, clawed. he clawed at your cheek. Yeah. So he's going to go to his li local library. He's going to go clean up and do stitches on his face. And then he's going to go and try and look at the library and try and read and see if he can find right. any more information before he kind of like passes out. And then he puts an alarm clock to try and wake up and get ready for. We don't need stitches, morning, just you know, put some, you know, like this kind of disinfectant, some alcohol, up, yeah. some peroxide, alcohol, whatever you put on there to clean the wound. Yeah. I don't think they had band aids back then, so not a band aid. <laughs> Someone, quick Google, when were band aids? Oh, God, uh, you can put some like gauze on there or something on your on your face to cover it up and clean. And you clean the wound. Nineteen twenty-one. Ooh, nice. I put a bandaid on it. Oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> That's expensive. I have money. Don't worry. <laughs> I have money. Yeah, you actually have a decent credit rating, don't you? I do. I also have a medical case and a scalpel set. So. The only items I he could have. give you a new face. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we we have an appointment with Eric Carlisle the next morning at 10 a.m. So how are we all meeting up and getting there? What's the plan? So Louie, you're going back to Veronica's apartment. Veronica, you're at your apartment. Seamus, you spent the night there <laughs> ransacking it. Uh, Ryan, what are you doing? How are you are you going back to the apartment in the morning, knowing that no, you have I'll an just hour take a... hour and a half drive up to? I'll take a cab separately. Okay. Very good. All right. Does anybody want to do anything prior to going to the Carlisle estate? Is there anything you need to pick up, acquire, or get or, before we head there? How much so, are Tommy guns? <laughs> do you want to come Asking guns? for a friend. No, are you I serious? Don't. How much is a metal sword? A metal sword is not going to be easy to come by in New York City. A metal sword. And you would be looked at funny carrying that around the streets. He's already looked at funny because he's yeah. massive. Yeah. The police, so, uh, the police will I'm stop assuming... you. I'm just saying. I have a sword? What? I'm assuming yes. after allowing the lawyer-looking gentleman into my house, we, we consult about the price of a Tommy gun. Yeah. If also, you... You, you will also notice, by the way, that he doesn't smell like booze for once, and he's mm. not drinking this morning. Wow. For, yeah, he's his, his stone cold sober, as sober as Louis gets so, uh, for now. Yeah. yeah. A, a Thompson machine gun is $225. Woo. Okay, that's says more than in, I have in my safe. It says in 1930s money, even though we're in 1920s, that's what we'll use. It's a lot of money. Uh, and a sword, huh? A sword. Sword heavy, cavalry, saber. Medium rapier? Oh, thinking? definitely Light. heavy. Oh, really? $30. Oh, man, that's... You'd have to change. go to an antique store and buy that. Does it? What is its stat? Is it even any better than... Mm, I just closed the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tell you. Just closed the damn book. <laughs> they're, they're all at the back of the book, so they're easy to find. 
Heavy Sword, 1d8 plus 1 plus your DB. Does that make sense? 1d8 plus 1 plus DB. Yeah. Damage bonus. It's just plus 1 difference. No, I'm actually not going to buy a sword yet. I was just too kidding. I'm not kidding about it. If you carry a sword, you're getting hauled into the police station. <laughs> this is 1920s. It's no one's over their dead sword. bodies. Oh my god. Oh no. Uh, we will kill Ervin's character then. Okay. Uh, Let the record Matt. show he has a death wish. Amazing. Matt, um, I don't know if we did necessarily the scene that I was discussing about earlier with oh. regards to my uh my car. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the first things I do in the morning is I uh I drive on over um, in my car that was definitely clocked by the police the other day, uh, mm -hmm. circling around the Elias estate. Um, and I take them to the friendly neighborhood uh, fix your car up peeps, uh, particularly the ones that I have gone to many times in the past, um, but I have not brought my husband to, um, namely because uh, they have some some connections to some connections of my father's connections. And uh, they're perhaps uh, more persuaded by money than legal uh, rationale. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, make me a credit rating roll? You're, you're gonna, your money talks here with these people. Yes. And yeah. uh, that is a success. So what, do you, um, you what I basically try to do mm -hmm. is stroll on in. Um, and uh, I go speak to my uh, my buddy Mikey, uh, who who runs the place, and uh, and I says, Mikey, look, um, I think my car is due for my automobile is due for a fresh shine of paint, in an entirely different color, um, perhaps something springy. It's so dreary these days. Maybe a nice pink. Something that will uh, be very, very clearly, um, you know, uh, uh, different from the dismal black that my car usually is. Morning's over. It's been two years. Yeah, if, um, you want, if you want to stand out, Miss West, we can get you a pink car, but uh, it'll take some time. It's not a common color. Come across. Mm. Well, pick another color then. Doesn't matter too much to me. Something you have on hand. Canary yellow. Oh, that's perfectly summery. That's springy. I absolutely love it. Uh, canary yellow it is. And um, one more thing. Uh, feel free to charge me whatever you will for it. But I brought this to you yesterday. He just winks. Nods. Yes, ma'am. I'll be in contact. Let you know when uh, it's ready. Yes, and please, send me the invoice whenever you can. Feel free to just make it look all new. Will do, ma'am. You leave your car? Do you take and, uh, a cab? Or is your driver picking you up with one of your other vehicles in your motorcade? I probably do have uh, another vehicle on hand. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go in another vehicle this time. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so I have my driver pick me up. So this is happening, what, early the next morning? So we'll say, like, what, 8? Yeah. Because you have to leave by, like, 9 to get to this place. It's north of the city. It's in... Westchester. Uh, Westchester. To the north. North of New York City. Louis will also make sure to stop and get a copy of the papers, of the papers, just to make sure there's nothing... Oh, the papers, huh? All right. You yeah. get the times? Sure, sure. I get the time. One of, one of each. 
you know, curious. Yeah. See what Post we got. the times. All right. You just got... seeing, just just seeing what the what kind of news, anything about Harlem, anything about fire, anything about. Yeah, know. there's definitely an article about a fire uh, in Harlem. It speaks of an attempted arson at a small emporium or uh, importing business of African uh, oddities, and uh, said that there were four. Uh, suspects there that night and it describes each of you in detail um, fleeing the scene and that uh, police arrived in time to ensure that uh, the damage was minimal and there was no one else present the the shop was closed and empty hmm. okay so on the drive to Westchester you know Louis will bring that up I will say, no matter you know, what we did, it didn't really fully burn the place down. It sounds like uh, sounds like they got out one way or the other without well, um, without any sort of problem. So we're gonna have to go back there at some point, I think. Oh, uh, Louis, here I I take a powder for one night. You guys go burning down Harlem. Uh, you're just, supposed to invite me for those kind of things. I mean, technically, we it was attempted arson. I mean, it's not really, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair. Point. Yeah. By the way, that's I'm a... driving uh, yeah. this. My drive. My driver's home. Uh, by the way, I feel like mentioning that. <laughs> okay. Once, uh, once the big boy gets an idea in his head, uh, you you'll figure out a way to get in front of him and tell him no. That's uh, that's a very hot thing to do. Oh, does Rain's idea? Uh, on this yeah. He is he is unstoppable. I'm I'm out cutting the rug instead then. Yeah, wow, I don't even know where he's, he's at, to be honest. I noticed uh, he, Gwen, too. Was she with you guys tonight? She, uh, she was with us last night, yeah. She's a real firecracker, that one. She took my hand, my uh, Tommy gun like it was nothing. And she didn't hit anything. But, you know, <laughs> that's what the attempt was what it's for. If I know Gwen, uh, she, she's working some some things out. We'll, 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 she'll catch up to us when uh, when we're done with Carlisle. I'm sure. Miss West, I didn't mean to be ragging on you about your safe, but uh, yeah, you need a better safe as well as a better I front door. I saw that this morning. You really have to show me where you shop and where you don't shop. I'm sure we can make a, some sort of arrangement. <laughs> Are you a locksmith by trade? That is one way of putting it. Huh. I may have use for a locksmith from time to time. And I definitely have use for money from time to time, so I think we're probably going to be copacetic on that one. Copacetic, indeed. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, you head north of the city leave the city and its sight and you get out just uh the city boundaries and you're surrounded by forest beautiful forest river and uh it's like a stark contrast to the 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 city that you just left and it's an enjoyable drive though even though it is winter and the roads are a little slick you have to take it a little slow on your way there but um i don't do slow you don't do slow you're going fast <laughs> You want me to roll? Do you want me to make, you want to make a drive roll? Never made it to Carlisle. Do you want to make a drive <laughs> drive auto roll? Oh, I Veronica succeed. Rest. All right. 
Veronica just pedal the metal. I'm gonna say Louie and Seamus are kind of like, whoa, you're kind of like <laughs> hanging onto the handle on the door as she's driving. Like it's hitting, she's hitting ice patches and kind of sliding here and there. And these cars, you know, are they are made for this in the 1920s. You don't have uh, winter what tires. What the passing lane is for? <laughs> that, wasn't the, that wasn't the passing lane. That was that was the oncoming traffic. Oh god. Oh, holy mackerel there, Mrs. West. What are you trying to do? Put us in the ground? Face down 30 cultists and all sorts of different crazy creatures. We're going to die in a car accident. <laughs> I'm the best damn driver this side of... <laughs> well, I don't know. Where they drive good? I'm a damn get... good driver. We're going to get bumped off in this up. jalopy. <laughs> so after... You're so worried, crack a window. <laughs> after some perilous driving, but... <laughs> Always managing to keep it on the road, never getting into an accident. Uh, you arrive, you can see, you follow the address, and there's like a state after a state, big grand houses out here in Westchester County. And eventually you come to the one of the Carlisles. You see there is a large, elegant three-story mansion and acres and acres of land surrounding it. There is a 12-foot-high iron fence all the way around the estate. And there is a gate at the very front uh, with a big C in the middle of the Ryan Gate, you only assume for Carlisle. And there are two armed guards standing at the gate. And when you look through the, the iron gates as well, all the way around, you can see there are men roaming the grounds with uh, dogs as well, keeping watch over the estate. So you pull up. Tell you what, uh, Louis looks like she's got uh, quite a few Brunos on the staff there. Reminds Maybe a little... me of home. Oh she yeah, wonder, you... uh, makes you wonder why she's got so many. Is yeah. it just paranoia? Is it something? I mean, it's a it's a swanky pad, but uh, it seems like a bit of overkill. Yeah, did we pass? Like we said, we we passed like other estates. Did we? You see, did on like, the way out here. Yeah. Did we see like similar, you know, like small armies um, that were around? No, no, you did not see small armies. Okay. You do not see. Yeah. There, like it wasn't uncommon to see men, like a a single man or two men standing at the gates, but not necessarily. Like yeah. you can tell, like you look at these guys, Louis, yeah. you can tell, like these guys are packing, and to see yeah. men also going across the estate grounds with dogs and such, like this is some pretty heavy security. She's uh, she's worried about something. You know, maybe maybe some of them cultists tried to offer like they off Jackson most. Maybe we got an ally here. Well, maybe maybe she's uh in them. You know, we could be walking uh to the verbal lion's den. No, we did that last night. I think we're I think we're okay, right? <laughs> I mean, if it's there were, there were a lot of lions in that basement. <laughs> so a big somber looking man like leans down and looks through your. Your driver's side window, Veronica. He kind of motions for you to crack it. Crack the window. Oh, yeah. It's coming down. Yeah. Any second. Who? You got an appointment? We do indeed. Name? I'm Madam West. Veronica West. Hold on. Turns back, goes to like a little hut there, and he checks a clipboard. Comes back. All right, it checks. And him and the other guard open the door and for you to drive in. Thank you, good sir. And they close the gate behind you. Now, 
Because of Veronica's West's perilous driving and, and making note that she was driving there even faster than usual, Ryan is going to arrive separately from the rest of you in his cab. Oh, shit! You, you <laughs> said you said you drove fast. Pedal yeah. to the metal. You wanted to get there as fast as possible. You said you're a speed demon. So. I am, but I didn't realize I was leaving poor Ryan behind. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so you drive up this long, long driveway. It's been cleared. It's immaculate. Even though it's dead of winter, there's snow piled up very high, about four feet high on either side of the driveway because it has been a particularly heavy snowfall this year. And you drive and drive and drive, and it seems like the house isn't getting any closer. Eventually, you get to this big, rounded driveway, and you pull up, and there's a man waiting to uh, open the door for you on your vehicle and let you out. He welcomes you. Yeah. Uh, come, come on in. Miss Carlisle's waiting for you. Excellent. Yeah, he, he holds his hand out for the key to park your vehicle for you. I hand him the key. That's All right. Nice Takes it and drives away. And so, well, uh, Louis, Miss West, what's what's our play here? Did you guys uh, come up with some plan last night while I was uh, out? I think for the time being, he's going to speak no New York accent gone. Uh, for the time being, I think it might be better if you were to address me by my real name. Uh, my name is Garfield Honeycutt. I am Miss West's uh, attorney at law, and I handle all of her important legal matters. Uh, Garfield? I could get used to this. Well, I could get Garfield. used to the salary you're going to be paying me. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Indeed, we will. But should we wait for the big man? Or should we just proceed without him? We. Well, see, I would like a chance to get to speak to Madame Carlyle. She's, uh, you know, an old colleague of mine. I've met her in fleeting several times, but. I haven't had a good chance to get to know her person to person. And you know, the guy does tend to cast a certain umbrage upon the person to person conversations I have. Maybe I should go in there before he gets here. You, did you come up with a particular reason for the visit today? <clears throat> I do believe I said something about um, an exhibit uh, on the expedition at some point uh, as the purpose, and I do intend to follow through on that stated intent. However, the nature of that exhibit, um, we have yet to discover. This is mostly an information gathering meeting. All right, now, uh, Mrs. Wood and uh, uh, was that Mr. Honeycourt, Honeycutt? All field honeycut. Honey. Uh, well, Gives you a little wink. Yeah. Well, this is going on. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to slay and accidentally get lost? Look for some things? Or? That sounds like a fantastic idea, Seamus. Exactly. Well, you can call me a Mr. Rook. I'm just busting your chops there, Garfield. <laughs> That's uh, Mr. Honeycutt to you. Uh, yes, sir. Tip, tips his hat. 
I didn't go to imaginary law school for six years to be called by my first name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good me, point there, I think Mr. My... Honeycut. What a bum Well, I think my character's just like, not actually sure if, if Rook understood that this was a gag. Like, oh no. But uh, yes, yes. The only problem if we go in without him is that he's liable to make a bit of a scene. That might give us an, a, a distraction there, Mr. Honeycutt. That's fair, but this time, all these these folks around here wandering around with their heavy coats, well, they have guns this time. That could be more difficult for our boy. Well, maybe maybe Mrs. West should uh, say to the guy at the gate that uh, one of her party is uh, arriving a little later, a big, a big fella by the name of Rain, and he should be, a, you know, a let in when he gets here. Yes, um, I'll get to that. Um, I'll make sure that they're well aware that he's coming and to have him wait for one of us to speak to him before he <laughs> hey, Mr. rejoins Honeycutt. the conversation. Mr. Honeycutt, do you think Mrs. West is trying to get uh, Rain bumped off? Because that, that sounded like that was what was going on to me. Because if that's the case, I apologize for breaking into your safe. I swear to God, I took nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. You nothing broke into her safe. You just admitted to a crime. And I'm just going to spout off, like, specifically the crime <laughs> it, that he broke. Oh, it, it was sanctioned. School. Six years. That's, uh, yeah, I, uh, technically I broke into her house, too, twice. But, uh... You know, who's counting? We're among friends, right? With my explicit consent as a means of testing my security. Do you're, all, you're all kind of standing in the driveway, like, uh, in front of these stairs <laughs> that lead up to the house, talking. At this and point. you can hear, like, uh, uh, all of a sudden you hear a <clears throat> someone clear their throat as, and standing over by the door uh, waiting for you. You see a man <laughs> standing there trying to obviously get your attention. He's slender, slightly uh, foppish-looking. A uh, white man with dark, wavy hair, graying at the temples. Uh, he's got, like, big smile lines on the side of his mouth. It looks like he's smiled quite a bit in his in his time. Uh, and he's wearing a very, very, very nice suit. He goes, <clears throat> uh, Miss West, I take it? Yes. Bradley Gray, we spoke on the <laughs> phone yesterday. Please come in. Miss, Miss West's lawyer. I'm a real oh. lawyer. <laughs> I have uh, another. Garfield Honeycomb. Uh, pleased to meet you. This, these are your associates, I take it? That you mentioned on the phone? Indeed. Yes, I have another coming up earlier. He's going to be um, a very large man. Um, all right, that is my uh, personal bodyguard. The fact that he arrived a tad later than I was expecting uh, you know, uh, is unfortunate. I'll be speaking okay, to him about I that, will. But, um, I will. I'll make note of that. What is this gentleman's name? And I'll let the men at the gates know. His name is Ryan, and he's a rather blunt man. He sometimes has this tomfoolery notion about being a librarian in his side gig. Either way, let him in. Very I, affable chap he is. You can talk him up about just about anything. Very I will, friendly. I will make note of this. Um, I cannot guarantee that he'll be joined with the rest of the party, as will be. Making our way around the house and chatting with Miss Carlyle, but we'll do our best uh, to accommodate you. Please come in. It's cold. It's it's very cold out there. You'll catch your death. Much appreciated. And you enter in this grand foyer, this massive mansion house. 
when you get inside, there is a another man waiting for you. A big, tall, solid built man. He's like six foot eight, huge broad shoulders. Uh, looks like he may uh, be a Mediterranean uh, descent. And he he uh, you as soon as you kind of get close to him, you get your nostrils are just assaulted with this cheap aftershave coming off him. He's got wavy black hair, but it's neatly kept. And he wears like a suit that's kind of like a too big for him. It, it hangs big, and he's already a big guy. And uh, Mr. Gray goes, this is uh, Joe Corey, uh, Miss Carlisle's bodyguard. She has her own as well. Uh, you have to understand, you know, all this 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 business with the Carlisle expedition, uh, we, there's been some interest and there's been break-ins, so we've had to step up security around here. Now, you, you understand, you don't mind if Mr. Corey just kind of just checks you, it just frisks you all briefly. We can't, we have to be of very course, careful these please. days. Mr. Coy, I'm just going to admit right now, I got a shooter right here. Go ahead and pull that out for you. And I'll go ahead and just pull it out and show it to him. Sure. He kind of looks at you and grimaces and takes it and puts it on a in a in a side table nearby. Now, that's got sentimental value there. So I want to have that when I get out. It'll be waiting for you here when you're done with Miss Carl. Good man. Good man. And then he still pats you down. I'm assuming he doesn't find anything else on you. No, nothing. Um, so Seamus goes, uh, yeah, talking about that. I'm, uh, I'm one of, uh, Miss West's, uh, field research agents. So, you know, I go lots of places for, and, uh, some of those aren't the nicest. So, uh, pulls out his pistol <laughs> to him, pulls Here's out Jack, pulls out his, <laughs> he goes, there you go. Feel free. Search away. He just, uh, grunts, takes all of these, puts them in this, this <laughs> side yeah. table. Uh, a question. Are, are they checking bags? Because I bring a large purse with me. They will ask to look through your bag. <laughs> is okay. your Tommy gun inside? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. My it's Tommy like Mary Poppins' <laughs> bag. Just pull things out. <laughs> All right. So he, my, he, he pats down the two of you and he goes, uh, and the lawyer, Mr. Mr. Gray, says, Miss West, Yeah, I hope you don't mind. Uh, but, you know, before he uh, he pats you down and frisks you, is there, Do you, are you carrying anything? On her person, no. Uh, in her purse, uh, she does have a uh, revolver. Let me, or a handgun. Sorry, uh, specifically a. Um, let me look. A. Thirty-eight. Glisnetti model of one. Uh, yeah, nineteen ten pistol. Uh, and. I think she's got a kind of hidden compartment for it, but um. Uh, do you want me to roll something to see if they? Do you find want it to try and keep it hidden because they will? They will look in your purse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, can I can I roll something to see if they'd find it? Mm, they're gonna find it. You could try to sleight of hand okay. it. No. All right. If if they're gonna be thorough, I I I'd better declare that then. I, I okay. Go ahead and I say. He grunts again. Michael uh, is not easy. So as he's uh, patting me so down, though, I do steal his pistol. What? What? Ah! Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is going to be an extreme sleight of hand difficulty here. That's going to be insane. Oh, that's rough. i try it. <laughs> How much luck are you going to spend for this? We'll see. So that's a minus two on the roll, right? Or just roll it flat and see if I get an extreme. Uh, just on the drop down where it says regular, do drop down and go down to extreme. It'll take it into account. No. How far off are you? 53. 
You got, we wanna, you got 99 luck? Yeah, Wait, does anybody ha have you a reroll? Oh, Aaron doesn't have a reroll yet. I know Jeff no. and... Uh, you and I do. Pat have rerolls. All right. I spent it. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's patting you down, and he's, like, turning to go move to, to uh, Garfield, <laughs> Honeycut. And you see, like, the flap of his jacket kind of open. You see the piece uh, uh, on his underholster there. And you, as he's going to to garfield you just kind of reach in slip out a 45 revolver and like goes what right into your pocket of your coat yep into my suit jacket pocket one fluid motion boom boom nobody's the, no, nobody's the wiser you now have a 45 uh, revolver out of his shoulder holster <laughs> well this is offering up re-rolls also uh okay uh Frisks you down, frisks down uh, Veronica. And uh, once that's all out of the way, he uh, goes over to the little drawer where everything he put everything in, pulls out a key, locks it, and kind of lumbers back over. And Mr. Gray goes, okay, now that we have that unpleasantness out of the way, um, please uh, join me. We'll go uh, wait for Miss um, Carlisle in, uh, in the billiard room. How does that sound? Well, we can have a drink, we can chat, we can get to know one another, and Miss Carlisle will be along momentarily. I, I, drink! I this hour, sorry. Never touch the stuff. Oh, not, not before nightfall, at least. Oh, yes. Uh, I, understand. I understand. I'm on the clock, after all. Billing. <laughs> I mean, it is like, you know, what? Nine o'clock? It's ten a.m. Ten o'clock, yeah, sorry. We should be drinking coffee rather than anything else. Yes, course, coffee, tea, what would you like? I, we, can, we can have anything. Good old-fashioned, uh, brand-new American coffee, please. Oh, Amazing Grace is also great. <laughs> uh, I'm turning Amazing Grace down. All right. Oh, God, Lemming's here. Look out. <laughs> yeah, let's turn that right down. It's super loud. Uh, but we'll use the other sounds. Uh, okay. Yeah, he goes, he, he turns to, to, um, someone who works there, one of the, the hired help, and says, uh, coffee. Looks at the rest of you, kind of like, what, what do you want? Hey, coffee would be mighty fine for me, too, there. Coffee? Coffee? Two coffees? All right. Please, sir. You, Mr. Honeycutt? Mr. Honeycutt, yes. Coffee. Coffee, please. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, so you're showing off the bullets room. In the meantime, Ryan, you're going to pull up. You're going to pull up to the gate. In your taxi cab. And the guy's gonna kind of bend down and go, what do you want? I am here to see Miss Carlisle. What's your name? Ryan. Hold on. He goes back, comes back. I ain't got your name on the list. That is pretty unfortunate. I can wait outside, or my my cab's going to leave. I, I, I... You can wait in the streets, pal. It's a free country, but uh, you can't wait here I, on the property. I feel like you should ask someone else that's maybe a little more important than you are, and oh. they probably know. Hey, don't get fresh with me, pal. You I don't know what You can make a, per you can make a persuade roll. <laughs> okay. Take a persuade roll. Is that what you're trying to do? Tell him to go. You're basically arriving after them. That's what's happening. No, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know they're there. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he's not aware of what's happened. Uh, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> Spend some of that luck. How much do you need? Only 19. nine. Yeah. Oh, 19. 19 oh. to pass. It's your lucky day, pal. Hold on. It opens, like, swings the gate open. One guy still remains out there, and he's he's got he's got a shotgun kind of, like, on his shoulder, and he's watching you, and you see the one guy just, like, slowly walk down the driveway. Slowly walk back. By this time, they've got the information. goes, all right, it checks. All right, yeah, yeah, go in. Go in, Ryan. Thanks. All right, so you go in there. And uh, you're going to get, there's going to be different uh, gentlemen that I meet you at the door to patch you down and frisk you. So same routine. You don't see the others, uh, but, the, you know, so they go, hey, you got anything on you? Uh, medical supplies. Okay, they'll frisk you. What do you have on you? What, do you? what about your sword? I mean, it's not, it's not, I mean, if they're smart enough, it's just two pieces of wood that he <laughs> puts together. Two it's not... pieces of wood? Uh, it's literally like if you had like a club that was a sword it was a big like from the renaissance fair that's like what his sword is like yeah see that sticks out <laughs> oh. all right they frisk you and they're like what is this what is this? a baseball bat what is this it's a sword all right you that's staying with us oh okay i don't really need it to be honest you don't have any guns? You don't have your bow on you? I'm looking at your character sheet. You don't have a bow? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. No, I don't have any guns. You're shown then, so they take your, your sword from you, your wooden sword, your pool cue, or whatever it is that you carry around, and they um, show you to this this big, grand room. Inside there, they open the door, and there's the, the big bodyguard the others met. There's the lawyer. There's the, your three acquaintances. I was going to say friends, but more like acquaintances. And, um, yeah. So Ryan is now there with the rest of you, and no Miss Carlisle yet. But so they all... Seamus... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Seamus walks up to Rain, uh, holds out his hand to shake his giant mitt. Uh, and, he's, and he's like, he's like, by the way, Louis is a... Uh, he's now a uh, Mr... Uh, he's Garfield uh, something or other, honeysuckle, honey something or other, but he's a lawyer now, so uh, you got to... Keep that, uh, don't call him Louie. I, I don't understand. Louie is standing right in front of me. Don't, but don't call I him I see Louie with my own <laughs> eyes right now. Right, I don't know what to do with that. So, uh... <laughs> You're just still confused. Mr. Gray is doing his best to entertain this review. And he keeps kind of like looking at his watch. He looks up at a clock up on the wall. <laughs> Miss Carlisle seems to be taking her time um would you like I'll... to go uh run and run and see what's what's what's, uh, maybe, what's going maybe, on with well, her we, maybe I we can, can entertain you. ourselves well maybe i can help you no 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 what kind of guest what kind of uh host would i be uh in her in her absence what what maybe i can help you what is it that you're here looking for is something to do with the oh, uh, the expedition no uh we're well it's actually a matter that i would rather discuss with her um as the oh. director of the museum of natural history right now um it is my job to uh ensure that we have the uh most up-to-date knowledge on many topics and we have the most interesting and 
important topics being discussed at our fine establishment. Well, and, um, as Miss Carla's lawyer, I am her chief confidant. You can of course. trust me. I have the most up-to-date information and um, I her best intentions you. in mind. I have her best intentions in mind, too. I mean, goodness. We uh, prominent women in the archaeological community must stick together, mustn't we? Mm. We we made an appointment to see her. I don't understand why we're talking well, I, to I, you. I, I, the adults are talking here. <laughs> I am older than you. I don't understand why you are trying to belittle me. This is not Miss Carlisle. This is some lawyer that looks like Louie. Now, now, now. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with being an attorney. It's a very, very noble profession. It takes many Look, years. I have the utmost respect for attorneys, but please, we are missing the point here. I am to speak to Madam Carlyle and no one, or Madam Carlyle and no one else. Uh, right. Although I, I do appreciate you. I agree with you for one time. This is it. I yes, we want to speak to her, not oh the lawyer. Goodness, please stop talking, Mr. Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray. Yes. Yes. Please. Uh, please. Mr. Honeycutt. Well, well, please. Just, just we'll, we'll be fine by ourselves here. Well, well, as you can see, upstanding well, citizens. I'll tell you what. I'll the sure. greater New York area. Of course, you can just leave us here by ourselves. Sure. Joe will stay with you, and I'll go fetch Miss Carlisle. He points over the, the big guy. Just kind of stay in the corner, looking at all of you, unimpressed. Hey, hey there, Mister Gray. Um, do you think you perhaps could? Uh, Seamus gets a little close. Maybe show me to, to your, your water closet. It was a little bit longer drive out here than I was expecting, and since we're we're waiting anyway. He kind of like looks kind of uh, annoyed. Yes, come with me. Come with me. I'll show you uh, how to get there on the way to go with Miss Carlisle. Please, the rest of you stay here. Mr. Corey will attend to your needs. He's kind of grunts. So, Corey, how long have you been working for Miss Carlisle? He's got his arms crossed, and he just looks down at you. He doesn't say anything. You are one fine specimen of human physique, um, my dearest sir. Why, I would be uh, envious to have you under my own employ. You are one uh, uh, tough gentleman. Goodness gracious. And I, I think she's going to try and, like, you know, proffer some sort of distraction for any tomfoolery to occur after. <laughs> Is there anything in this room? You said it was a billiards room. No, it's a billiards room. There's okay. chairs, there's, like, couches, there's a table, there's a couple of um, billiards tables in here. There's paintings on the wall. Looks mm -hmm. like a, maybe some family members. There's some uh, landscape scenes. There's really nothing. A fireplace. No, book, no, like bookcases. No bookcases like in that. this room. No, no. Okay. Let's go to the did library. We see any, for that. Did we see anything like that along the way when we were being led back here? Did we get an eye for like other rooms, maybe that we mm, might have been of? I'm gonna say of no. interest. Okay. No. Uh. So Gray leads down the hallway. He takes you back the way you came. You turn left down the hallway. He goes. The washroom's right there. Use it, and please make your way straight back to the billiards room. I'll be there shortly with Miss Carlisle. Uh, thank you, sir. I, I really appreciate it. You know, when you when you gotta go, you know, you gotta go. And he just kind of shuffles down the hallway and leaves you. An amazing grace. 
please. <laughs> is this the only song that exists in New York? I do not understand. Every place we go plays this on repeat. At least it's not as loud this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're left there. Is there any, what do you want to do in the washroom? I, I feel like you have a plan. Oh, he, he stays in the washroom for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Washes his hands. Uh, then pops his head out. And, and very stealthily starts making his way towards the uh, where he thinks the kitchen might be. All right, the make back, me back of the house. Make me a stealth roll as you start <laughs> snooping around this house, looking basically for the uh, for the servants' staircase. Oh, okay. All right, you start making your way down the hallways. It's a big house. It's a maze in itself. Uh, hallways upon hallways doors upon doors you can hear voices every once in a while like there are there's hired help and they're kind of shuffling around but there's not too many people here right and now he's got, and Seamus is keeping his eyes open for anything out of the ordinary um, you know anything architecturally that might indicate mm -hmm. a little secret room or gotcha. anything out of the ordinary make me a spot hidden roll please Man. I'll spend the I'll spend the nine. Do you have a reroll? You can also push oh, it. Or do you I got a reroll? I'll take the reroll. Yeah, you do have a reroll. I'll spend the reroll. Oh, whoa! Okay, critical Thank success. You. Thank okay, you, that's good. that's good. All right, critical success. Three stars here. Um, very good. So you you find the kitchen. You find the the what was it you're looking for? The servants' uh, entrance. Servants' stairwell. Stairwell uh, or the you know the back stairways that yep. the servants would use. You find that, but what really gets your interest? You're skulking around and you find a grand library, floor to ceiling, bookshelves, just filled with all sorts of books and manuscripts, and um, this kind of grabs your attention. The door is slightly open. There's nobody else in here. So I look in and I listen. I can hear anybody moving around or doing anything in here. No, you just see there's some easy chairs, tables, reading lamps, uh, ashtrays next to the tables, uh, the odd spittoon in the corner of the room, and an elaborate high Victorian iron uh, iron fireplace on one end, magnificent teak slate billiard table in here as well, similar to the ones that you found in the uh, in the other billiard room. Um and thousands of volumes of uh, well-protected books behind glass. Uh, with your spot hidden roll, you got a critical success. You start kind of like scanning the room and you notice one bookcase in particular, one book kind of seems to be sticking out further than the others. And you can see like a little slip of paper also sticking out of it. Well, that looks mighty interesting. Perhaps I'll take a look at that. And uh, so he'll pull he'll pull that book out and pull that piece of paper. Well, I'll open the book to where the paper is. Read, you know, read the spine to see if he understands what this book is. Then open it up to where this piece of paper is and to see what's in there. Yeah. So it is the book itself is a big, massive collection of Edgar Allan Poe's collected poems. And he pulled this thing out. And right away, you notice behind the book, there seems to be a button on the wall behind where this book was. It was like covering it up. And someone's recently 
taken this book and put it back there like i said it stuck out because it wasn't placed back uh quite flush with the others and this piece of paper you pull it out and it looks like it's got some numbers on it. it's got 12 8 23 16 you have four numbers on there a latitude and longitude of juju house <laughs> in the <laughs> all right Interesting. So he'll put the book back just like he found it with a okay. piece of paper in it, but he jots it down. He doesn't want to be pressing any buttons. You're in not pushing the button by himself. Not by right, well. Right. You know what? The hell with it. You only live once. He puts the but. He's like Seamus would do it. Seamus would do it. He'd be like, oh, you that, push that, the that, button. That's very that's very particular. Uh, peculiar. I think that's. And he goes presses the button. You press the button. All of a sudden, the the whole shelf itself starts to shift slightly to the right several feet revealing a safe behind it well la dee da let us peruse the the numbers well, he goes wait a second is this a is this a combination safe it is a combination safe yes well, i'll i'll try this first 12 8 23 16 Oh my, there's no way. <laughs> yes, you did it. Oh my, yes. that's so dumb. It is. He, you, oh, this safe opens, and all that's in there are four books. Is all you find in there, locked away. Do I, can I read what the titles of the books yes, are? Yes, the Narcotic Manuscripts, Selections de Livre de Vaughn, that's en français, uh amongst the stones and life as a god Ooh. are the four books locked in this safe and you do know mr elias did say there's some books in a safe that he was looking for i'll just remind you yeah so seamus goes it, it these people they all all these rich people they need to they need to learn a little bit about uh about safes and you don't put your combinations right in front of the safe so I, i'm gonna do this lady a favor and teach her a lesson. He pockets the four books, closes up the safe, shifts the bookshelf over, puts the combination back in the book, puts the book back, and slowly stealths his way back towards... Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, in the meantime, the rest of you, uh, while Seamus is gone, after a few moments, the door swings open, and in walks a woman... She appears to be in her, oh, probably mid-30s. And she's quite beautiful. And she looks actually quite intimidating. She's got uh, clear, pale skin. Her clothes are very fashionable. They look like they may be European in design. And she's got uh, short, cropped, stylish curls for her hair. And she comes in, and she's got a martini glass, and she seems disinterested. And Mr. Gray's behind her, and she goes, oh. I've answered so many questions about my brother's expedition. What? What? What can I answer you that hasn't already been answered? And she doesn't even, like, look at any of you. She just, like, comes into the room and just, like, addresses you all that way. I thought you said you did not want me to talk, and you're just sitting there, Miss West, staring at Miss Carlisle. <laughs> I am very confused. Yeah, yeah, no, she definitely has to, like, push back, a, a, you know, she has to... I get you're, like, the same kind of person, but you need to, you know, get <laughs> it together. I don't have all day, please. What How is it? Know? What is it that you want? How oh. did it 
feel? How did what feel? The publicity. Everybody I... barking at your window, trying to get the newest scoop. <sighs> they got the their woman scoop. who found I've... her husband. My no, my foolish brother, not my husband. Oh, sorry, brother, brother. Sorry, bat. She would not have blundered like that. Sorry. <laughs> he was an idiot, Roger. Going off on these expeditions, following that that African woman that he was infatuated with. Mm. I partially blame myself for the whole ordeal. I told him to go visit Dr. Houston when he was having those awful dreams. And dreams. I, and I believe him. The doctor is the one who talked him into this silly expedition between him and, and that, uh, that, uh, that Bune woman that had his attention. But that's neither here or there. What do you want? I want to speak to you. The woman who found all of this out. I want to do an borderline avant-garde piece regarding the Carlisle expedition at my museum. The focus being the Carlisle expedition itself and not what they were aiming to achieve. The I know nothing studies. of that. I know nothing of the studies. Roger was a fool. He set off with his silly little friends and his girlfriend chasing some sort of mysterious lost treasure. I just you brought, misunderstand. I brought his murderers to justice. I want your story. I want your story. Yes. Because I think that the Carlisle expedition is just a uh, another expedition in a long list of expeditions into this uh, continent and all across the world in general with regards to archaeological studies. I want to unveil the uh, behind the scenes almost uh, perspective of those affected by these studies. And what does this have to do with a museum, ma'am? Well, I mean, it would be an exhibition on the Carlisle expedition and other expeditions of its like. And um, also, uh, I would very much like to get the chance to speak to you in private about my plans for this exhibition. She looks over at uh, Mr. Corey, the big bodyguard, and he's just like, shakes head like, no. <laughs> mm -mm. She goes, my bodyguard will accompany us if you need to speak one-on-one. -on -one. You can understand, like you said, this has gained all sorts of strange attention, we have had people try to break into the mansion. You must understand that uh, I cannot trust anyone at this point. No, so sure. With that, Seamus bursts into the room. Well, I make a pit stop before I come back. Yeah, I was going to say, where do you want to stash the books? Oh, uh, he goes to the bathroom first yep. and unloads the revolver um, and does a bit of damage to the barrel. Then he goes back by the table where our weapons are at, and he picks that lock. Oh, okay, make me a locksmith nice. roll. Oh, boy. This is going to end up in a shootout. Okay, you pop the lock. Now, I leave 
most everything in there. But I do take my blackjack out just in case. And okay. I take I take my pistol out and I put his empty busted pistol back in it. And then I lock it back up. And then I burst back into the room. Alright. So <laughs> then Seamus comes back into the room. And she turns around, Starla. Every kind of turns around as you come back to the room. Oh, she's like, another sorry one about of yours. that. Yeah, I, I saw I was smart. being such a pain in the neck, but I, I had to, I had to use your water closet. I, 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 I apologize. I apologize. I, I appreciate. I know Miss West. I, she's gonna fire me over this, but you know when you gotta go, you gotta go. Am I right? I'm looking up at Corey. I'm like, oh, you're, am I right there, Mister Corey? He just like grimaces at you. I said. Miss West bodyguard and you, the two of you, are like two bookends. I'd be like the the baloney in the sandwich of muscle. <laughs> this morning has not gone as I saw it going. <clears throat> um, you could make a persuade roll, Veronica, but she's gonna say like Mr. Gray can supply with photographs and pictures and all of the publicity and every write up that's already been out there for your ex, ex exhibition. Let's see. So much trouble. All right. My foolish so brother. Success. She says, fine. You can have a few moments of my time. Please join me in my library. And she motions to uh, Corey to join her. Hey, hey Miss Carlisle, hate to, hate to interrupt, but could could you lawyer battle here, Mr. Gray? Give us a, give us a tour since, uh, you know, rather than oh, us yes. sit here in your, in your room. Uh, uh, make, me, make me a persuade roll. <laughs> this is gonna go well. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna work in that that persuade. Try and get, try and get a success. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, damn! You're actually really close. Yeah, but I mean, I can't. But I it doesn't. It doesn't mean. Count. It doesn't go towards um, leveling it up. She goes. I'd rather not. Please stay here. I'll spend the 17 luck to make to to get a pass. All right, all right. She goes. Oh yeah, you're sitting on ninety nine. <laughs> well, not anymore. Now I'm down to now I'm down to twenty nine. But <laughs> she goes. Keep them, show them the main floor. We won't be long, Bradley. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He says. All right. So the rest of you are kind of shown around the house. It's pretty uneventful. You're showing like a big giant, like grand dining room and kitchen things like that. But in the meantime, uh, Miss West. And Miss Carlisle and Mr. Corey are right, go to the oh, library. Well, I would say before that happens, like if yes. she's taking if she's if she's taking her bodyguard, I think I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm just gonna have to go ahead and insist that uh I can't I can't see uh, Miss West going moving about the uh, a mansion where you said attacks have recently happened without having having her own her own security. Right. But, but, but make sure make sure Miss West is, I, is, is a cop. Right. I have no, I am not this position you speak of. <laughs> I I, I look like you know they just they just uh, they just don't quite understand the the, the you know the nuances. No, of the I I get it. I I, would I, never... I look no, I look Brian. I look at you, and I'm just like, and then I look at I look at Garfield Honeycutt, and I I look at him just like. <laughs> no, no, no! I, I'm gonna have to go ahead and insist on this. Uh, the liability idea is just, just, just far too much. Uh, your, your, your life insurance policy just uh, would not uh, be paid in full properly to, to your various beneficiaries if they were to know that you were wandering about a very dangerous mansion without your, your properly hired and vetted security. So, Ryan, please. Uh, yes, Ryan. 
Ryan, we pay you to defend and protect him. We don't pay you to Ryan talk and share your just... ideas. Yes, Ryan, please. I look at Miss Carlisle. Stay with me. She see. seems very unimpressed by this whole display. Like, what the hell is going on? I don't have time for this. She's drinking a martini at 10 a.m. Well, with that negative attitude, I definitely walk towards... So make me a persuade roll, please, Garfield Honeycutt. <laughs> oh, God, me. Uh... <laughs> You're the one selling. I feel them. like I'm intimidating them with legal <laughs> with legal jargon, with the potential for like litigation and liability. Here. Yeah, the other so lawyers. I feel like this in. is an Objection. intimidation. I feel like this might be legal intimidation, man. I don't know. I'm just gonna make up a case, but I have gone to imaginary law school. All right, lo ro roll me law, then. <laughs> okay, I'll take law. I'll take law. No, I, I'll take law. I'll, I'll burn 27 luck to get no, that No, I'm not. It's not law. It's persuade. <laughs> ah, it's not going to work well, then. You have a reroll, right? Oh, oh boom. Oh, you do have a reroll. Oh, I'll spend the one luck. I'll spend one, the one luck, luck instead. She hear tisk outlet. Fine. The big one can come along as well. I'll look, at, I'll look at Bradley when he goes, lawyers, we're the ones who are going to keep society together when everything goes to chaos, aren't we? Uh, he just kind of looks at you like unsure, like what? Where did you attend law school, Mr. Honeycutt? Columbia, of course. Hmm. I'm a Yale man. Well, I won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the four of you, so he shows the, you around the house, the, you and Seamus. It's rather... It's nice, but it's also kind of unimpressive and boring. But it's nice. It's a nice house. When we, uh, get, when we get when we get near the kitchen and mm -hmm. the uh, servant stairwell, I'm gonna just fall back a little bit and slowly creep up the servant stairs to the second floor. Okay, all right. Oh, I will. I'm sure I will see this with my billion spot hidden, and so seeing him sneak off, I will do my best to keep Bradley distracted oh, at that time too. Boy. All right. Yeah. Now my second year of law school. Well, that was the most difficult one. You know, I was working on the law review though, but uh, huh, it was a hell of a time, I'll tell you. So many credits at once. All right. So you can make me a a a stealth roll at blind. How about that on the drop down? Go to blind. What's that even um, mean? I don't know, but it's terrible. We're gonna find out. <laughs> Sixty nine. Yeah, you had a ninety percent chance of. Uh... Oh, blind means you don't know the difficulty. Ah, oh, doesn't okay. matter. You you passed. Okay, that's what that means. All right, so you can slip way up the stairwell. In the meantime, the four of you are walking to the library, and Miss Carlisle's just like, ah, oh, she's drinking. She's kind of stumbling a bit as she's making her way there. She goes, ah, fool, Roger. But towards the end, he was constantly reading several old books. In here, I. Uh -huh actually had the opportunity to glance at one dreadful frightening stuff frightening <sighs> you uh, you own this book uh it's kept somewhere safe don't you worry big one i, I don't understand why you are so belittling just like veronica it's just <laughs> you you two are tiny people i don't understand it's me and Joe over here, we could crush you if we wanted to. We're just, we're just not interested. 
I, I turn to Car Madame Carlisle and I'm just like, do you think we should leave the bodyguards outside the library when we finally she find looks, ourselves? Yeah, she's looking disgusted at Ryan. She goes, yes, I think that would be a very good idea. Keep your, your dog outside. Yours too, it's only fair. He'll wait outside the room, but yours, back to the foyer. Uh, you don't speak to me that way in my house. Indeed. It was gauche. I swear, I'm firing next week. As soon as I can find a replacement. It's <laughs> So she invites you into the, the big library again. Chairs, tables, reading lamps, ashtrays, spittoons, big elaborate fireplace. And she's just kind of like wandering around, just kind of touching the bookcases, opening the odd one up, pulling a book out, flipping through. She's not even really paying attention to you. So... The floor is so, yours, but she seems very disinterested. So, are you aware that your brother's men still live, or are you not? She's like, that's preposterous. What are you talking about? They were all murdered in Africa, and I found the killers. What? Is this why you're here to spout nonsense? Are you with one of the tabloids? You can go too. No. I'm not of the tabloids. I don't care about the truth. I care about the story that the nation uh, that my museum has to tell. So I'm interested in what you have experienced in more than just a <clears throat> uh interview about your brother's travels sense what's it to tell i'm a rich socialite i was born into this like looking at you you know the life i do yes and is there nothing that you haven't told everybody else that you haven't yet gotten off your chest do you want to make like a persuade roll or something for her? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I think I'm probably trying to get her to talk to me. I can't, I really don't, I don't think my character knows if she's speaking to somebody who's on exactly her level of like not good person or if uh, if this person's kind of more innocent than she, she can't, she can't uh, go too far on the one side or the other. <laughs> She just kind of laughs. She goes, it's all in the social, in the society pages. Anything and everything about me. There are no secrets. She takes another drink. She stumbles over to like a little bar and pours herself another one. You're successful. And she's just like, I've got nothing to hide. Hmm. Well, no secrets. That can be very valiant. And uh, yeah, I can make that work. But um. I think you and I will have a lot to discuss uh, in the coming months if I am to go forward on a uh, some sort of exhibition regarding this uh, issue because I am uh, very interested in finding out all that there is to know. Um, and it's very I good. Bradley, keep in you. touch with Bradley. He'll get he'll he'll yeah. get you what you need. I might be able to assist you in finding out more than you know if what you said earlier is true. 
tell tell my lawyer. <laughs> she says, tell my lawyer. She's just like downing a drink. Yeah. I thought we'd just keep that between us. Between us girls, she says, all slurred. She like slumps down in one of the easy chairs. Between us interested parties. And she kind of, she's she's like nodding off. Her head kind of bobs down and she snaps out of it. She looks at you like all drunkenly. Are you kidding me? Really, like, not even 11, and this is how you treat a business meeting. It's 11 somewhere, sister. <laughs> oh, my favorite song Goodness. just came on the radio. <laughs> Amazing Grace? Yes. <laughs> Maybe I should be speaking to you, lawyer. Yes, yeah, speak to Bradley. Mm. I'm turn this up. <laughs> Perhaps I will. It's my favorite sign. Here I was thinking and you were going to be interested. In uh, anything to do with your uh, brother that you spent how many months trudging through Africa trying to find? He was an idiot. He was a fool on this damned quest of his. That woman sent him on. That doctor talked him into. He was going loopy before that. Strange dreams. Disappearing. Waking up and... And what does that make you for having followed him? What sort of daft uh, uh, bullshit from his, uh, from his girlfriend at the time and, and uh, you know, his dreams? How could you follow that without... Uh, without knowing what you were getting into and and realizing that beforehand why did I knew it what I was getting into so I found the damn murderers that nobody else could mm -hmm. and uh, everything that you've said to the uh, uh, everything that you've said to the police and everything uh, that's all all there is to the matter there's nothing more no further truths of your own character that you've unveiled in this journey. I'll, I'll let, I'm going to say your persuade rule is going to, like, track for this whole conversation. She's like, I've told them everything. I'm tired of talking about it. <sighs> That's quite unfortunate. And then she says, and now I'm just Sorry to tired. Time. And she kind of slumps her head down Yeah, I think I don't know. Like she might have been playing a long con there, but I, I think she's. You, you were well. I'll tell you, you're successful in your role. Pretty roles. worthless. So she would have given you information if she had it. You were successful in trying mm -hmm. to get over, but she does seem pretty yeah. worthless and useless at this can, point. Can I? Can I maybe at the very least do like a psychology to see if she was sure. fooling with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a psychology roll. Yeah, good call. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seamus in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, really. The, where, the, the real drama is going to be what they find. Oh, you know what? I, I do have a re-roll, so I'm going to try that. that re-roll. Um, and I do have questions. Yeah, I'm going to try that now. Whenever we have time. 
all right I'm so less luck on that okay yeah, yeah four luck to pass she was super easy to read she's she's very drunk she is just very annoyed she seemed to be giving you everything she was very frustrated um she didn't seem to be really holding back anything at all from you she's quite useless <laughs> from what you determined she's told you everything and she is useless this woman has no nothing to help you i was really expecting a lot different <laughs> okay those books on the other hand that Seamus has <laughs> stashed in the house might be able to help you <laughs> All right, uh, yep. speaking All right, well, of Seamus, let's go over to you. So you're going up the the servant's stairs. Quietly, listening the entire way, uh, and he's going to quickly case the second floor. Once again, looking for anything out of the unusual, sure. seeing if he can spot, you know, yeah, just make, the just... obvious bedroom or, or you know, yeah. second floor parlor. Make me a spot hidden roll. Mm. I'll spend the nine. I'll spend the nine. Spend the nine to make it a success. All right, you spend the nine. There are a number of bedrooms up here. Um, They all seem to be either guest rooms or maybe some of the hired help uh, stay in some of these rooms. Uh, But you do find one that is locked. Out of all of them, there's one that's locked. So I will uh, look up and down the hall, make sure there's nobody looking, and then I will just... uh... Sure. Jiggle the lock. Sure. Make a locksmith roll for me, please. Woo! All right. That's a big, big old success. Yeah, you get the door open uh, without a sound. Slide it open. Slide in the room. Close it. Doesn't make a sound. It's a big ornate bedroom. You can only assume that this is Miss Carlisle's. There's like clothing all over the floor. It's a mess in here. There's empty bottles everywhere. The room stinks, uh, but uh, this this is a room. Big, giant uh, vanity. There is a huge closet. Uh, there are side tables and end tables, a big mirror. So I do a quick search. Uh, Seamus does a quick search of the room, uh, looking for any safes or and does a quick check through the uh, through the drawers of, of the sure. of the night table. So let's just do a catch all spot hidden, and what you get is going to determine how much you find or what you find. Okay, two stars. Hard success. Double. Yeah, hard success. All right, you are able to find some odds and ends jewelry. Uh, over by the the mirror, like the the makeup table, that you can pocket if you want. Can I do an appraisal? Earrings, on it? brooches. Appraise? Yeah, go ahead. App- yeah, make an appraise roll. And you are just trying to farm. <laughs> yeah, this but is I how failed. you get. This is how you level up. Your skills. I can't believe I failed that, but uh, yeah, no, he he fails. So he's like, eh, he leaves the jewelry. So we'll say you can't tell if it's costume or or authentic. Doing the so quick he, appraisal. He leaves it. Uh, and you do find a locked jewelry box. Small. Small jewelry box. Not very big. It's ornate. It's wooden. It's all engraved with a scene. It looks like it might actually be seen from Egypt. You see the pyramids on there and the Sphinx. And it's very, very ornate. Uh, and you find that. And that is a little locked uh, jewelry box. I'll take a swing at that lock. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> now what you do with that? Yeah, you get this thing open. No problem. Inside is a, a massive, massive, massive brooch with a huge, like, purple stone in it and uh, a very ornate ring. 
Can I do a, an appraise check? Sure, on make me an appraise check. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Bless America. You he's like, no Seamus looks at this, he's like, I, I don't know nothing about none of this, but it looks, <laughs> he, he locks the box and pockets it. Sure, he's like, okay. Somebody else will know about this. All right. I'm going to say at about this time, Mr. Bradley is uh, wrapping up the tour of the main floor. Oh, right. No, actually, I would have okay. had a couple of questions All right. for him. Back to okay. Garfield Cutty Cut. Yes. I did have a few questions. Like, uh, lawyer the lawyer. Uh, one of your mans out front mentioned that uh, you suffered some break-ins around here. What, what exactly was that about? Uh, some funny business. Some group claiming to be a cult. I don't know. I wasn't here. Claiming to be a cult? In Westchester, New York. I know it's preposterous, isn't it? I had to go to court and stand up in front of the judge and talk about this ridiculousness. Uh, after after the trouble in 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 Nairobi, there's been all sorts of strange things. How peculiar! How peculiar! What other strange things have been happening around here? Oh, there's always odd people poking around all the time. That's why we have the increased um, increased security. I don't know, people. It seems like the library seems to be a particular place of interest. It, I don't know why. It seems like someone's seeking something there. Now, there. There are multiple volumes, and they are worth quite a bit. But there's, you know, there's more valuable belongings here in this mansion. Why, why, why the library? How, how curious indeed. Did the cult have a name? Particular, the particular organization? No, not as far as I know. Hmm. No, the man didn't speak English. The the man in question, uh, he was prosecuted. I believe he's at Sing Sing doing some time. I see, I see. Now, uh, your your uh, Miss uh, Miss Carlisle mentioned how uh, how her brother might have gotten the idea from a from a Doctor Houston. What do you yes. know of this man? Uh, his family friend, uh, she sent, uh, Roger was acting erratic back then. He was talking about dreams. Like she mentioned, uh, he was seeing this, this woman who was putting all sorts of crazy ideas in his head. So Veronica, not Veronica, um, Erica <laughs> recommended that, uh, they go visit, that he go visit Dr. Roger Houston, who was also on the expedition. He accompanied uh -huh. Pity. I'd like and, to talk uh, to that man. Well, he's dead you know well, after, after he started talking to dr houston and he's having these strange dreams roger began to disappear for days at a time and suddenly just turned up wild-eyed out of nowhere and crazed saying that he had been in harlem the whole time i had a strange bizarre How, how absolutely peculiar. They have bad dreams turn into a sudden fixation and uh, in Harlem for days. Well, what were these dreams about? Anything in particular? Childhood trauma or something? Uh, again, it all started after you started seeing that uh, that woman. That uh, What was sure. her name? Uh, and her name. What was her name again? Her name. Uh, Miss, Miss Carla mentioned it, but I yes. couldn't... Hmm. N Nichona Bunet. Oh, what she was she, uh, she, somewhere name. somewhere in well, she's from somewhere in Africa. I, I'm not quite too sure where. I'm curious. Well, the brother did end up going to. Jeff forgot where they went. God damn it! 
<laughs> well, they went to Egypt. Uh, Egypt and Kenya. Egypt. And they ended Kenya. up in Kenya eventually. Perhaps one of those. You know, it's quite well publicized. I'm surprised you're not aware of it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I've read about it here or there, but you know, mm -hmm. so many different things I have to keep track of. Uh, but Dr. Houston, you wanted to know about him? I, I can't really tell you much. I, I just, that he, that he went on the, the, the trip with them. And, uh, like I said, we believe he put the damned idea in his head. Of course. Was he a, a medical doctor? Yes. Yes, indeed. Did he have a practice in the, in the city? Uh, no, he's out here in the country. He nah. tends to most of the folks out here, the, the wealthier elite. Hmm. How interesting. And I'll tell you, it's just, uh, it's just this, this uh, absolutely bizarre story you've had to deal with. Uh, I, I don't envy you. Uh, standing in front of a whole old judge and courtroom with this kind of kind of lunacy, cults and lost treasures and dreams, ah, nightmare for your reputation. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yes. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'd want. <laughs> so the uh, the people they uh, they didn't uh, they didn't they, did they take anything? They just they just no 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 no. We stopped them. We oh. stopped them. They were trying to oh. get in through the window of the library, and that's when Mr. Corey. Uh, Got in there and took care of him. And off to Sing Sing they went. Off to Sing Sing. Justice system, good working order. Who said way... justice is blind? Not me. Not me. No. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh. ha. So yeah, that's that's probably all I would want to ask. Okay, him. he shows you around. He yeah. is... uh, weren't there more of us when we started this? Oh, that, uh, I'm very sorry. Uh, Seamus, irritable bowel syndrome. The drive here... <laughs> Winter time, half an hour, 45 minutes. Windows up the whole time. It was a nightmare, I'll tell you. But uh, the poor fella. Oh, he probably just wandered oh. back to the wandered back to the bathroom. Mm. Which is where I was going. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back to the bathroom. All right, James goes back to the bathroom. Ryan, you're at the front door. Uh, Veronica, you kind of show yourself back to the front. I'm going uh, to uh, say yeah. Mr. Corey is standing in the hallway. So the door, when you do leave, he's standing there and he looks down at you. And he just kind of like nods his head in the direction of the, the front entrance. You see that it is what it's like to talk to you. It is very frustrating, annoying. It no one likes it. You now understand? Can you sympathize with me? No. Come on. All right. He stands there. <laughs> stands. So everybody <laughs> starts heading back towards the front door. So um, Seamus will go over. Who comes out of the out of the water closet? He'll go over to where our weapons have been stashed. Yep. And he will un he'll unlock it and open the drawer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, make me unlock and, and just Smith roll. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Two uh, hard success. Yep. So you crack the lock. And you open it, or you just leave it unlocked? Like, what do you do? You crack it? Well, when I open it, is I mean, is it just us in the hall with the law, the law, and the lawyer? Yes. Yeah. So I, I just go over and I look. I look like I open it and I go, oh, I don't know. I thought that I thought that big guy locked that up. But hey, hey, uh, sir, Mr. Gray, is it all right if we go ahead and get our stuff? I think we're leaving, and I think I need to go out to the car. I don't think you guys want to. <laughs> What's going on inside of me is not something that should be in polite company, if you know what I mean, he Mr. Goes, Gray. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's unusual, Mr. Corey. Yes, please take your stuff. Feel free to go to the car. I'm just waiting for the last of your party to arrive. 
Oh, thank you, Mr. Gray. And I uh, walk out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold so my that's... side. Hold my gut. Oh, so that means. Uh... Oh, yeah. This is a bad one coming here. <laughs> Honeycut can take his his gun. Ryan, you lumber back down. You can take your 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 dowels and and Veronica, you take your gun and Mr. Gray, Mr. Bradley Gray, thanks you for your time and uh, says I hope to I hope I hope uh, to be in touch with the group of you, Miss West. Yes, we'll be in touch uh, to be sure. Very good. I, I presume I've taken his number. Yes. Oh, yeah. You've got his number. You know, you have the number to his office. That's how you contacted him originally. Was that his law firm? Yeah. His law firm. I do mean to go forward with this expedition uh, or exposition uh, at the museum at some point. I certainly hope that I can get into Miss Carlyle's good graces by then. Yes, very good. Well, you have my number, uh, Dunstan, Whittleby, and Gray, and uh, be in touch. I will facilitate however I can. Thank you very much. All right. You get back to the and vehicle. Ryan, are you going to leave with them in the car this time? <laughs> my cab's gone, though, right? Your cab is gone. <laughs> Your cab did not stick around that whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Peter would have been him. so high. <laughs> Could have paid. That him. would be a credit roll. <laughs> Seamus looks at Ryan. He's like, "Hey, uh, you're a librarian, right?" Yes. I got a proposition for you back in the car. I got some things I want to show you. I want you to teach me about this stuff, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll swap. I'll show you what I got, and you can tell me about it. You are trying to tell me that you have somehow got in possession of books since I have met you? I'm not saying that exactly, but I'm saying get in the car. I'll show you what I got. Okay, we can get in the back seat. Uh, while we're moving out from the, uh, the facility, I would like to um, kind of just, if I may, uh, use a spot hidden check to, to just kind of scan the security sure. and, and where they're, yeah. uh, where everybody is positioned, uh, how much I feel this would be relevant in the future. Please do, please do. I, I don't know what they've done with regards please, to I far do not more have another reroll. Ugh, bummer, yeah. All right, know. so you nothing, kind of scan, but you're, you don't see anything. You're just kind of like concerned with like everybody getting in the car and getting out of here. like. Let's let's go. Let's go. This place. Yeah. We didn't yeah. get what we Mr. wanted here. You're kind of frustrated. Also, you didn't get what you wanted from uh, Eric Carlisle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Miss Gray, uh, don't. Uh, I see you're upset. Don't flip your lid or nothing. But I don't think you should come back here no more. I don't intend to. Wait. Why specifically? Oh, I totally stole a whole bunch of stuff in that house. Oh fuck. That my reputation so illegal on so many levels if they go to the police but i only stole the stuff that i thought was completely relevant to what we was doing i didn't take none of the other stuff and no, it's not no. because i couldn't tell if it was real or not don't put that on me because mm. i know what i'm doing I wouldn't worry about too much, you know, uh, from what uh, from what that Bradley guy was saying, like there's been people coming and going trying to steal from uh, that library over and over again. There's no way they can finger us for that. So, yeah, 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 we're good. 
Oh, yeah, I, I also, I oh, also we have a cover story. Okay, never mind. Good work. I also stole a bunch of stuff from a from a bedroom. That is not okay. That is <laughs> no. Oh, it was it, it's Egyptian stuff. I think it's uh, I think it's relevant to what we're looking into. That's cool. Oh, and I also stole the bodyguard's gun. But I okay, put it I put I it back. It. I put it back, but I did damage it a little bit. This is not confession, okay? I think we should just drive. But I want oh. to show you these books. I, these okay, out, you pulls out. But the by, by the way, I, I'm driving, and I totally turn turn back to you, and I'm like, I, I pat you on the shoulder, and I say, "Great work." <laughs> and by the time I turn my head back, I'm in another lane. But I, I you know. <laughs> yeah, can I farm a roll by saying Louis, since he's got to be in the front seat at this point, is reaching and grabbing the steering wheel while she's doing that, and I sure I'm trying to steer. <laughs> sure. Yes. 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 <laughs> this could be terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. No, we're in the other lane. I'm not pushing. I'm not giving <laughs> luck for that. And we never made it back. Do you want, do you want to? Do you want to make oh, it I, I have a reroll. I'll do it. I, I got a reroll. I'll do it. Oh yeah, don't. Please, yeah. please. Hey, right on the dot. There we go. <laughs> we're not dead. You're not dead yet. Uh, but with Ryan in the party, it's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> uh, okay. Seamus pulls out the books and gives them to Ryan. Sure. So let's. The first one is the Nicotic manuscripts. <laughs> just uh just kind of like brief overviews you can so these are interesting so these are actual like if you call them magic items in this game so uh it looks like it's it's english uh the author and translator unknown it seems to uh date back to the 15th century uh quattro embossed red leather binding of a later date than that of the contained manuscript uh and just kind of skimming through it looking over it uh ba, ba, ba. seems to be manuscripts are based to elder things and carlisle's copy of it contains a few scribbled footnotes on the existence of the city of the great race by an unknown author as well as the well, as well as that's mumbo jumbo okay so the way these work are so there's more information here, but you takes time to study these. Once you study them, you're going to lose sanity. You're going to gain Cthulhu mythos. Nice. This is how I you gain some. it. And there's usually other benefits to gaining these. Like a lot of the times they have like spells attached to them and stuff. Ooh. So you've got... So, so that's why I'm giving you like a really, really brief overview. And you can spend time studying what these books are about and what's in them for right. the detail. But like that note scribbled by uh, in Ro Carlisle's edition is about a city of the great race. But it wasn't... It's not in his handwriting. Someone else wrote that. Uh, the other book, Selections de li Livre de, de Vaux, is French commentary uh, on a Latin original... Uh, work by the, someone by the name of Gaspar du Nord, circa 13th century, Octavio. And the manuscript itself is bound in a very unusual leather. It seems to be decaying and blue in color. What else can I give you about this? Um... Flipping through it, you see there are border illustrations of something that looks suspiciously like an inverted broken onk on a number of the pages. 
as well as discussion concerning the enmity between Pazluza and a deity known as Nodens. Mm -hmm. it, this book itself it seems to, just at first glance, looks like a book of spells and, and, and practical magic. This is what it claims to contain, but it seems preposterous right. to you. Well, I'll tell you what, it takes 36 weeks to study it. The other one's 45 weeks. These aren't like an instantly read thing. Uh, amongst the Stones, the next book. English, this one has an author, Justin Jeffrey. It's got a publication date, or a date on it of 1918. That's when it was written. It's handwritten. Uh, it's not published. It contains poems. Regarding people of the monolith. And it is bound in a very strange leather. You've never seen the hide of an animal like this before. If anybody wants to, they can make... Mm, this would be a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Oh, I think I'm the only person that has that. And it's real high. It's not. So be a, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Damn. <laughs> You've heard... Oh, my God. I can't believe you passed that. I know it all. With a hard success. Oh, wow. How did you do that? I'm a wizard. Holy shit. I... That was, this is the only rule I've passed all game, by the way. So Which means... I've only made like one. No, I don't think you get to increase Cthulhu. You don't? I don't know. We'll no. have to look into it. I don't know if it... Um... Has the same rules? Yeah. Because it's usually by finding these artifacts is how yeah. you lose sanity and gain Cthulhu Mythos. You've heard of strange creatures. Otherworldly. Mm. Alien. You don't know. You're not sure. But you've heard the names whispered of hunting horrors. You've heard tale of these strange creatures. And the way they've been described to you, this, 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 this binding almost resembles of the, the the flesh of this creature you've never seen one yourself but uh this seems to check with what you've read and heard of these these strange these beasts you didn't think they actually existed but it's the only thing that you can think of when you run your hand over it and try to determine and figure out what it is you're looking at as if you pass that <laughs> i was like nobody's yes. gonna know what a hunting horror is um So it's black in color, and it's almost like snakeish skin, but it's very smooth. I will relay to them this book is uh, monstrous. It is I I I don't know. I've never seen it, but a creature said you. to exist. Yeah, I'll, read, I'll try and do my best to relay that? it. But like, I don't even really know what I'm describing. You know. The last one is Life as a God. It is also written in English by one Montgomery Compton, circa 1810. It is also handwritten and also bound in a strange leather. <laughs> this one, I would take archaeology. I would take appraise. I would take oh. occult. Nice. Oh, <laughs> and Matt's, I have read all of the books. Matt in the chat gets it. It is bound in human flesh. This is disgusting. San Sanitary. Pity I'm Sanitary? 
I this some seems like something Miss West probably touched her so you know so and maybe I, I maybe a, this is her husband I give it a look over hey that is exceedingly rude my husband is buried uh in a group tombstone which I will uh at some point occupy the other part of probably as on the road as on the road so this one appears to be a copy of a diary by an English artist by the name of Compton uh, who came to Egypt in 1805 became a minor priest of the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. Um, you can tell that the the ramblings and writings in this book or this diary are that of a madman. Um, and as you kind of keep going deeper and deeper into the book, it is it gets incoherent. But there is a note in this last one. Bear with me as I get to that note. As I closed my book. I closed the book on that chapter. You fool! There isn't a hand-scrawled written note in there. Okay, here we go. It says, Its external angles were magnificent and most strange. By their hideous beauty, I was enraptured and enthralled, and I thought myself of the daylight fools who adjudged the housing of this room as mistaken. I laughed for the glory they missed. Through the twisted door to the jeweled throne of darkness, I come with all reverence and humility to gaze upon scenes of celestial majesty and rebirth. When the six lights were lit and the great words said, then he, he capitalized, came in all the grace and splendor of the higher planes and i longed to sir to no i longed to sever my veins so that my life might flow into his being and make part of me a god is the handwriting familiar like if it's a carlisle no is it's it a... carlisle's handwriting <laughs> no no it's okay not. so it's something it's some something different yep So biases. Uh, I think we'd all recognize that to an extent. So Rain, uh, we got a deal there. You, uh, you, you. These books are something you can do something with. You can teach me a little bit about the librarian and uh, the occult stuff. I, I, this is dangerous. What we have in our hands, and we could venture further, but it will certainly be at the cost. Well, I don't need you to tell me nothing about those books. I just want to learn a little bit about what you do. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I've been finding a lot of valuable books lately, but I don't know what I'm looking at. You know, I'm I'm not saying that I would be taking all of them like I took those for, but but you know, if it is for the purpose of Jackson Elias, I approve. If it is just absolutely for your, no, this your own pleasure, I will. Oh find. no, no, no! I steal money for my own pleasure. This this stuff is all oh. to find Jackson's killer. I do not. Need Would to you hear look this. at that? The knight in shining armor has undonned his breastplate. Oh, I, I, I open, I open that little jewelry box, and I also show that to Rain. This has also got some weird stuff in it, Rain. I don't, I don't understand this neither. So. Is that an appraisal, or is there actually something weird about the jewelry? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm asking Matt. Uh, it's just an appraisal. Okay. Don I, Quixote, do you now see the uh, giant? I or... am well versed in jewelry. It, it looks like really. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, it oh looks like God. it is. 
it is old. It is precious metals. It is a precious stone, and it looks like it's worth some money. But it doesn't stand out as anything unusual. Yeah, yeah. I believe you have just stolen jewelry, and that is it. There is nothing. We should probably give it back. You know, with, with, let, this... let me get a look at that. I, I, I grab it. It has to be this? at least thousands of dollars. It is very expensive. Yeah, you look. Oh. Yeah, with your praise roll, with your success, um, stuff's worth. Yeah, easily. You're looking at it like seven fifty, a thousand dollars of that time's money. Like these are old. It's been in the family probably for a long time. They're immaculate. But, yeah, he snaps the the box on that and he goes, "All right, Dad. Thanks very much for that information." <laughs> no, I I think you should keep it. That woman was like Veronica, and she's terrible. So it's really okay. I I have no hard feelings anymore. Actually, I, I think that's a wonderful idea, Rain. That's a you and I. We're right there. I mean, I'm I'm down here. You're yeah, up there, yeah. but we're there. We're becoming more eye level. Yes, I, I get it. Thanks for right. busting my chops on that, by the way. He just nods. Well, I think that ends it for this session. I think we got. I think we're going back to Juju House next week. Juju, oh my, God. my favorite place. <laughs> Everybody's going to Tommy Guns, yeah. the Juju House. I do think. Uh, yes. I do think. Louis would want to look more into the Dr. Houston guy. He was a okay. doctor and was talking to Carlisle and Carlisle was having dreams or something like maybe there's patient mm. files somewhere or whatever we could sneak out of his old his old offices or something. Sounds like good. So Dr. Houston and Juju House, right? <laughs> Before we close, is there any chance that like after we get back to my place, I could um, real quick uh, take a look through those papers that I grabbed willy-nilly. Oh, let me get that for you next session. Okay. <laughs> I don't have that. that. I forgot about that. But yes, you did grab some stuff from Juju House. Uh, so I'll have that next I, time. I was just trying to get a spot hidden check in. Oh, uh, well, that wouldn't be spot hidden because that's you have those papers. I just need to tell you what you got. That's just so, reading. We'll do that. We'll do that for 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 next week. So let's do the round tables. We'll close this down. That was uh, all right. The Carlisle Estate. It didn't go as uh, as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought for sure we we're going to have a shootout there at the Carlisle Estate with all those guards. All good people. All good people. Uh, Aaron, what do you got going on this week? Uh, it's pretty quiet. I don't really. Uh, I don't have anything coming up until we play Aliens on Sunday night. Yes. over on the free league channel all right pat what do you have going on for the rest of the week all right i'm glad you asked it's actually kind of a quiet week for me too uh thursday we've got uranium fever on diesel shot wednesday we're not quite sure yet if we're streaming but if we w do stream it will be um sponsored by fool's moon our loving uh lords and masters and uh on friday uh I'm going to be here doing some travel or uh, character generation, presumably on uh, Thursday in the usual Garblog time slot. And on Saturday, I have nothing going on. Sunday is the day I rest. And uh, Monday, you can find us on Diesel Shot doing Hybrids, which is our ongoing D&D 5e campaign. And then Tuesday, you can find me here. Very good. Uh, Jeff, what are the lollygaggers have going on the rest of the week? And, and yourself? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if we're streaming yet on Friday. We actually haven't decided yet. But the big thing is Saturday, we're starting our Blaze in the Dark game. So you can thank, like, 
Aaron and Matt and Evan for kind of getting us, uh, getting us interested in that. So we're starting that up. We're playing, uh, like, like a, a witchy group of like, uh, of apparently drug dealers. So I, I don't know, it's gonna be fun. Uh, so come check that out on Saturday. Um, Monday, we're gonna be doing, uh, we're back to Alien. So our Alien games uh, back there. And then yeah. tomorrow night uh, over on Defenders of Cobalt, I'll be playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition, though I'm not sure if we're, I'm not sure yet if we're gonna be on Twitch or if we're gonna move to YouTube for tomorrow night. I'm not sure yet. I'm not oh. sure if he's made a decision. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And Evan, we can expect to see you again soon on Sunday nights on Alien, I believe. This yeah. Is the rumor? Once you guys finish the next this mission, I don't know if you guys are done, right? We'll be done this Sunday. So next, 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 the next one. Okay. Not the one coming up, the next one. I should be returning with Return another another river bee. another I'm river bee. sure to die. die hey, Matt you know what? Revolver got his uh, spine snapped this past Sunday. Yeah, what does that did. mean for his character? Uh, he's just paralyzed for nine days because he passed days. the medical check. Oh my God. Nine days? That seems like a long time in yeah. alien land. Especially um, since we're only halfway through this mission and getting ready to get into oh, the Oh, that's right. He's still, yeah, like he's still, yeah. And you're at the bottom of a mine shaft. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. we're all going to die, he's actually. <laughs> he's who? Well, the new Riverbee will come to the new crew or something. The new Riverbee. <laughs> all right. That's it for us. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday. Good night. Night.